I'm Kim, and you're listening to Kim's in Sweden. Full disclosure before we start, I am not currently in Sweden. I am currently in the US, so I guess we can call this episode Kim's in America. <laughs> so you might be thinking, who are you, Kim, and why is your podcast called Kim's in Sweden? Because unless you follow me on YouTube or TikTok or we know each other in person, then you probably have no idea who I am or why I have a podcast. So in this first episode, I want to introduce myself and tell you a bit about myself and why I'm moving to Sweden, the land of free healthcare, free education, and lack of sunshine. <laughs> well, I started this podcast for a few reasons. The first reason why I started this podcast is to help and connect with people who have moved or are planning to move to another country like I am. Moving to another country is, yes, exciting and fun, but can also be a bit overwhelming when you think about the fact that you basically have to start your life from scratch in a totally new place. Most times, if you're moving to a new country, you're also going to have to learn a new language, a new culture, a new way of living, plus you're leaving behind your family and friends. And I myself have been looking for this type of podcast, but... I just haven't been able to find it, so I thought, why not make it myself? So that's what I did, and here we are. The second reason why I started this podcast is because, well, if you haven't caught on by now, I'm moving my life from the US to Sweden, and I want to have this podcast as a way of documenting my experience. I think this is a great way to kind of build a memory that I can look back on and see how I felt at the beginning of this huge new chapter of my life and I think it's going to be really interesting to be able to look back in a few years and see how much I've grown and changed from when I first moved. So I think this podcast is going to be a really great way to do that. And I love editing and I love everything that goes along with making YouTube videos. However, the one thing that I do not love is getting ready and putting on makeup just to sit down for 15 minutes to film a video. So I thought, wait a minute, I can do a podcast and then nobody has to see how I look and I can film as many episodes as I want in my pajamas. So as I said, I'll let you be the judge if this reason is either because I'm lazy or is it because I'm a genius? Hmm. So now we've established why I've started this podcast. Let's move on to the burning question. Who am I? Don't you hate answering that question on a job interview, like when they ask you, so how would you describe yourself in a few words? I'm like, I'm a person who likes to nap and needs a job. Like, what do you want me to say? By the way, I hate taking naps. I think I'm the world's worst nap taker. I don't even know who has time to nap these days. Anyways, <laughs> moving on, who am I? Well, I was born and raised in a pretty small town in New Jersey. It has a population of about 12,000 people. And I knew from a young age that I wanted to move out and move to a big city and explore life outside of New Jersey. My town consisted of pretty much the same types of people. There really wasn't much diversity amongst the population. So when someone from a different background came to town, it was pretty noticeable. And I had a girl in my class named Sandra, and her family was from Poland, and we wound up becoming childhood best friends, basically. 
and I loved that her family was different than mine and different to anything I had experienced in my seven years of life at that point. I remember going over to her house and her mom would make these foods that I had never tried before. Like she would make homemade potato and cheese pierogies fried in butter with onions and homemade blueberry and cheese blintzes. And I remember thinking like, wow, what is this food and why have I never eaten this before? Her mom was, and I'm sure she still is, an amazing cook. And at a young age, she really opened my eyes to the fact that there are different foods in the world depending on where you come from. As I said, I was like seven at the time and I had grown up eating basically the same types of foods over and over again. One afternoon, when I was about seven, I came home from a play date at Sandra's house and I was livid with my mother and I demanded to know why we didn't speak another language like her family did. I thought it was the coolest thing in the world that they spoke another language other than English. So yeah, from all this, you can probably gather that I have been very interested in learning about new cultures and new languages since the time I was a little kid. I also remember in the fourth grade, we learned about Egypt and the pyramids. Ask me if I remember anything. I don't, but we also learned about the food culture of Egypt. And we had a day in class when you could bring in Egyptian foods and someone brought in falafel. Oh my god, I was like, what is this delicious goodness that is gracing my taste buds right now? I fell in love with falafel from that day, and when I went home, I asked my mom if we could make it for dinner, and my mom, being the amazing mummy that she is, <laughs> took me to the store, and we bought everything to make falafel, and we served it for dinner that night, and my dad and my brother looked at it like, what is this? <laughs> Because this was like 1998 in a small town in New Jersey that consisted of mostly Italian-Americans. So no one had really heard of falafel, but I, I think they liked it. When I was about 15 or 16, I became really interested in moving to Hollywood and starting an acting career, which was really random for me because I was super shy and had never taken an acting class in my life. So I don't know where I got this dream from, but one day it just came. I did have experience being on stage when it came to dance because I took dance classes as a kid, like tap, ballet, jazz, hip hop. And at the end of the year, we had a dance recital in front of all of our families and teachers. And I do remember that I really loved being on a stage. But other than that, I really didn't have much stage experience. But when I was around 15 a friend of mine had started to take these acting and modeling classes and i got really interested in it also so my parents enrolled me in these acting and modeling classes like once or twice a week and i loved it but as i said i was super shy in my adolescent years and as a kid oh forget about it i was that kid that would hide behind my mom's legs if someone tried to talk to me even with like my aunts and uncles, I was so shy. I don't know. I don't know. I was just a shy kid. So these acting and modeling classes really helped to break me out of my shell and gave me a little confidence because I was actually pretty good at it. And I did these classes for about a year. And then at the end, there was this acting and modeling competition that you could audition for that was going to be held in Los Angeles. And I was like, hell yes. This is my chance. I can get out of New Jersey. I can go to Los Angeles and I can become famous. Like, I literally thought it was that easy. 
so when I was 17, I signed up to audition for this competition. And the areas that I signed up for were singing, acting, modeling, and dance. And I had to put together a little dance routine that my friend helped me choreograph. And we did it to a Chris Brown song. And I also had to sing. So I sang that Duffy song, Mercy. And then I don't remember what I did for the acting and modeling part. But I auditioned and I got into all of the areas for the competition. So a group of us from that school all flew to Los Angeles for a week-long competition. And the goal was to get signed by an agency because there was going to be all kinds of acting and modeling agents at this competition. My mom came with me and we had an absolute blast that week. I literally felt like this was my calling. We would wake up early, get ready, and go do the competitions all day long. So one day it would be singing, one day acting, one day modeling, etc, etc. And at the competition, there was this booth set up for this acting school called New York Film Academy. And they were going to award partial scholarships to individuals who wanted to attend. And I thought, oh, I could go to college for acting in New York City? This is perfect. This is awesome. So I walked my little self over to the booth and I started to talk with the man who was working there. And he was an older gentleman. At the time, I thought he was like 80. But now looking back, he was probably in his 60s, but he looked older. And he asked me, what do you like to do? And I started to answer and I said, well, I like to act and model. And he cut me off right then and there and he started ripping me apart. He was like, modeling, modeling isn't a real career. And even if it were, you don't have what it takes to be a model. Models are tall and skinny. You don't have the right body for modeling. Acting is the only real form of expression. And he was basically telling me that how dare I even think I could become a model. And even if I could, how could I even enjoy modeling? It wasn't a real career. So I kept myself together for the 10 minutes that he reprimanded me about my life choices. And then when he was finished, I said, thank you. Nice to meet you. Turned, ran to the bathroom and started to bawl my eyes out. My mom and I were both shocked at the audacity of this total stranger and said, well, guess I'm not getting a scholarship to the New York Film Academy. And that was it. <laughs> at the end of this competition, we had an award ceremony and this was where the winners of the scholarship were going to be announced. And this man that had scolded me walked up on stage to announce the winners. And before he started reading the names, he asked everyone to hold their applause until all the names were announced. So obviously, I told everyone I was sitting with at the table to start ferociously clapping as soon as he read the first name. So we all had our hands out, ready to start, when he read the name Kimberly Source. I was so confused. Everyone at the table was confused. So I slowly stood up and walked on stage to collect my scholarship paper as he read out the other names of the winners. Still to this day, I have absolutely no idea why he gave me that scholarship, but he did. And that had such an impact over my life that I don't even want to think about what my life would have been like if I did not get that scholarship. Oh, and fun fact, that man wound up becoming one of my teachers at the New York Film Academy. Yeah, that was a fun class. So I started classes at the New York Film Academy, which I will call NIFA from here on out, in um, New York City in 2009. And on the first day, everyone went around and introduced themselves and said where they were from. So I went first and I said, 
Hi everyone, my name is Kim and I'm from New Jersey. But I kind of said New Jersey in like a funny way because New Jersey has this reputation of being kind of like trashy. It's hard to explain, but if you live in the US, then you get it. But no one laughed when I said it. Like no one even smirked. So I thought like, okay, these people don't have humor. And I sat down. Then the next person introduced themselves and they were from Italy. Then the next person, they were from Sweden. Then the next, and they were from Japan. And as we went around the room, I realized, oh, this room is filled with people who aren't from America. Like, that's awesome. And also, I feel better now about the fact that they didn't laugh at my New Jersey joke because that was kind of funny. And that year at NIFA was truly one of the best years of my life. I was going to school in Manhattan. I got to meet so many amazing people from so many different cultures and backgrounds. It was my first experience that made me realize that you can go anywhere you want in the world and do whatever you want. Like my class was filled with people from all over the world who came to a new country. And I think that kind of planted the seed in the back of my mind to remember that the world was mine to explore and nothing is actually that difficult if you set your mind to doing it like i remember thinking but how did they actually come here i mean like legally how do you live in another country because at that time i had no idea so i asked one of my classmates and she said well i worked a lot back home and saved money and then i applied for a visa then i had to go to the embassy and then i did an interview and then i got my papers but to me at the time, that was like so confusing and so much work because I don't know. I didn't know where to start. And this was like before, I mean, it was 2009. So we had the internet, but it wasn't like what it is today that you can just Google anything and do it online. So at this school, I met my best friend who is still my best friend to this day. And she also happens to be my fiance's sister, but that is a different story that we'll get into later. And her family is originally from Kosovo, but lived most of their life in Sweden. And she lived most of her adult life and adolescent life in Sweden before coming to New York. So after that first year of school, we decided to move to Los Angeles together and attend the second year of school at their campus in LA. And actually, I was supposed to move there by myself and live with a different girl who was, I think, from Puerto Rico. And then last minute, my Swedish friend decided to come to LA. I think it was like two months before school started, she decided that she was gonna come. And this is another situation in my life that's like, I don't even wanna think about what would have happened if she didn't come because I don't think I would have wound up meeting my fiance and moving to Sweden, so. And and having her friendship, like, yeah, I just don't wanna think about it. I think it, it happened for a reason. So I was now living in LA with my friend who was from a totally different background and culture than I was. So as much as I knew that I loved meeting people from other countries, how was it going to actually be to live with someone from a different country? And I feel like we both had some culture shocks of living together. So like, for example, before living in LA, I was kind of not used to sharing my things. <laughs> So, like, I got to L.A. a few weeks before my friend, so I found furniture and a fridge for the apartment because the apartment didn't come with anything in it. So I bought food and I put it in the fridge and I explained to my friend when she got here that I had the top shelf on the fridge for my food and she had the bottom shelf. 
And guys, let me tell you, if you have ever met someone from Kosovo, then you know that this mindset will not work. <laughs> My friend was used to sharing everything and this whole mindset of like, we're friends and we live together, but this is my food and that's your food was extremely foreign to her. So I think this was a culture shock on like both of our parts. And we did wind up sharing all of our food, all of our clothes and basically everything we owned and we literally wound up becoming like sisters as opposed to roommates so this was a culture shock that that turned out for the good <laughs> um another culture shock was the whole taking your shoes off before you come in the house thing and let me tell you i learned to take my shoes off before coming in the house real quick this was my first time that i lived with someone who took off their shoes always before coming in the house because a lot of americans don't do that so in the beginning, I was like, why, what is happening? You know, like, what? and we would have like a pile of shoes by our front door. And I thought this is weird. But then after thinking about it and realizing like, yeah, it's dirty out there. Why would I walk with my shoes in my house? From then on out, I always take my shoes off in the house. So this culture shock also turned out for good. <laughs> and the next thing is like, about air conditioning. So we lived in Southern California and we had a corner apartment with floor to ceiling glass in one area. So our apartment got extremely hot and I grew up with air conditioning in my house as most Americans do. I mean, I think my dad would put the air on like once it hit 75 degrees outside. So yeah, every summer, every spring we had air conditioning. But as it turns out, most Europeans do not grow up with air conditioning nor do they have it in their homes. So I would turn on the air conditioning and my friend would turn it off and say how it's unhealthy and it will make you sick. And I was like, what are you talking? Make you sick? Why would it make you sick? It's a million degrees outside. And she would say, yeah, but the cold air, it's not good for your body. It can make you sick. So, so many times to this day, she says that I made her sick with that air conditioning. Even if we go on vacation together, she says that I still make her sick when I turn on the air conditioning. So just these small things of living with someone from a different country that you might not think of as being culture shocks, you know, I experienced. So I lived in LA in my 20s and I lived, I laughed, I loved all that stuff that comes along with being in your 20s. But at this point, you're probably still wondering why I am moving to Sweden. So let's get to that. So my friend who I was living with in LA would wind up moving back to Sweden and a few years ago, I went to visit her during the summer and we were going to do a road trip. We didn't know where we were going to go. We just knew that we were going. So I flew to Sweden and a few days after I arrived, we packed our things to start our summer adventure. The day before we left, her brother said he was also planning a summer vacation and wanted to join us for the first leg of our trip. And then he would set off on his own adventure and we would continue on our own. So the three of us started our trip together and took the ferry from Sweden to Germany and started driving down towards Southern Europe. And the first night we stopped in Prague and decided to go out and explore the city a little bit. And we went to a bar and he and I were sitting outside and having a conversation. And this is the conversation that changed my life. During that conversation, I said something about how lucky we were that we have this opportunity to do this road trip and how awesome our lives are. and. He looked at me in a way that he had never looked at me before. 
And if you ask him from his side of the story, he will also tell you that I looked at him in a way that I had never looked before. So it was like this moment of love for both of us. And from that moment, I knew that I really liked him and I thought he liked me too, but he was my best friend's brother and I didn't want to make it weird, so I tried not to think about it. But that absolutely did not work. (laughs) We continued on with our road trip and we wound up falling in love that summer. So between falling in love and doing a road trip all the way from Sweden down to Greece, it was probably the best summer of my life. But like all summers do, it came to an end and I didn't know what to do. I couldn't just stay in Sweden. I had a life in America. So I went home to the US and we started a long distance and I mean really long distance relationship. We had a nine hour time difference between us and gosh, a flight with everything. I think the flight was like 15, 17 hours, something like that with layovers. So after a while, I wound up moving back to New Jersey from Los Angeles and I've been back and forth to Sweden probably almost eight times over the past few years. But finally, a few months ago, I submitted my application to get my residence permit to live in Sweden with my fiancé. And I went to my interview in Washington, D.C. last week. And just a few days ago, I got the email that my residence permit has been approved and I can go and live in Sweden. I am so happy. I am so excited. And I am so ready to be in an in-person relationship as opposed to being in a long-distance relationship. So that, my friends, is why I am moving to Sweden. And this is probably the most straight-through amount of talking that I have done in a long time. (laughs) I feel like I need to drink some tea. I feel like it's getting raspy. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Before we get into different topics and different discussions in the podcast, I really just wanted to tell you a bit about myself and my story of how I ended up moving to Sweden. And stay tuned for next week's episode that will be released next Monday. In the meantime, you can also check out my YouTube channel, which is my name, Kimberly Source, that's S-O-R-C-E, and my TikTok, which is also Kimberly Source, and follow me on Instagram, Kim's in Sweden. I will also put the links to everything down below this video. I hope you guys all have a great week, and I will talk to you later. Bye.